Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. We know you spend your day caring for your patient's best interests. On our show, we want to care for you. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA industry. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, Welcome to Beyond the Mask. I'm Jeremy Stanley, and I've been working with CRNAs for over 23 years, and I'm married to one. And my co-host is... Sharon Pierce. Sharon's a practicing CRNA for over 20 years, a past president of the ANA, the NCANA, and she's held many other leadership roles. As usual, our goal with every episode is to educate and enlighten CRNAs, and I think our topic today is definitely going to do that. And Sharon? Here we are. Here we are again. <laughs> Sitting here doing our podcast in the studio today on a Saturday with 90-some degrees outside. Yes, and I understand that somebody that's joining us is having a snowstorm where they are. (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about that in just a minute. Absolutely. The variations of the weather, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Sharon, what time is it? It is time to wake up, Jeremy. It is, and I think we've got a good show put together today. We have Dan Simonson and Jack Hitchens on the line with us. Welcome, guys. Well, hello. Glad to be here. Yeah. All right, now, Dan, Dan, where are you at right now? Well, I'm in Spokane, Washington, uh, the place where it's snowing. It's 38 degrees, and we have snow coming down, so uh, a little different than your situation. (laughs) Just a little bit. 38 and snow. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I I, I don't look forward to that kind of weather, Dan. I have to. No. And Jack, tell us about your weather and where you're at. Well, it's uh, 92 degrees here. I'm in a small community of Moorfield, West Virginia. I have a cabin in a little town of Wardensville, so um, I literally had to drive down the mountain into the big city to get some phone coverage and uh, internet coverage, so uh, here I am. It's so funny, you kind of sound like my father-in-law, so we we moved... um, I was actually living in Charlotte, North Carolina, when I met my wife, and she's from a little town on the outskirts here of Winston-Salem called Advance, Mm -hmm. North Carolina. And you say Advance, okay? That's the way you pronounce it. And so my father-in-law, he'll always say, I'm going to town to go to the store. I'm saying, you're going to town? What town are you going to? (laughs) He's talking about the big town of Winston-Salem, so... uh, we understand exactly what you mean here, Jack. So. <laughs> That's right. It's a different way of life. Uh, not every place in this great country has cell phone coverage or even internet. And you know so, what? Uh, I don't know that that's a bad thing. Yes. We're coming to visit. <laughs> no, actually, yeah, it's very nice to decompensate and get off the grid. There you go. There you go. Well, our topic... Yeah, what Jack, go ahead, Dan. What Jack doesn't say is he's in the parking lot of the Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe he was in a McDonald's or something. <laughs> You can no, always no, get, no, no. You can get internet there. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. 
All right, so our topic today is the open source anesthesia electronic medical record. Boy, that's a mouthful Mm -hmm. for me, but Dan, I'll let you start here. Tell me what that is and exactly why this topic is important. Well, so we've uh, shortened it to just awesomer. O-S-A-E-M-R is difficult to say, and if you say awesomer, it fits in with many things. But what this is is a electronic anesthesia medical record that any CRNA can use, download for free, and use on their iPad to digitally record their care. Now, you said free, uh, Dave? It's free. Yeah, it's completely free. All you need is an iPad, and we won't provide those for you, but you do need (laughs) an iPad. Wow. That's correct. Okay. All right. Well, so, Jack, why why is this important? Well, I think the main reason that I um, worked with Dan in the developing this is that having served on the ANA Foundation and also as chair, I know the importance of data and getting the word out of what CRNAs are doing. And I look at this OSMR as a tool to uh, hopefully we're going to be able to get CRNAs and other anesthesia providers that utilize OSMR to uh, upload their data, hopefully to a repository where this data can be used for health policy research for the ANA, but also it'll be a great source of information for uh, anesthesia students for their capstone projects. So that's uh, kind of the vision we have right now with OSMR. Oh, so you can track your data as a student. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. That's a great idea. That's correct. And right now, for the past couple of weeks, we've been working very hard with Liz Bambasay, who is the uh, program director at USC, and we've also worked with Mike at Texas Christian University, Mike Sadler. And this is the way Osimer is developing in one way. We have a number of ways it's been uh, rolling out there, but amongst students to do their care plans because it provides for them a digital way of recording, you know, as they interview patients and so on. And then they can print up a care plan and digitally send it you know, email it to their uh, whoever's you know watching them the next day and have it reviewed in an anonymous fashion. Of course, with we're very careful about HIPAA sure. protections. But one of the things I wanted to start out by saying was this was a project we Jack and I have been involved with now for five years, and we have a nonprofit corporation, Osimer, that helps us get our when we fund it, which is mostly Jack and I are funding it mm-hmm. at this point. We can proceed in a nonprofit manner. And developing it was because when I retired from my big job, I was running a surgery center, managing partner of a surgery center and the chief CRNA of the Spokane Eye Surgery Center for 28 years. And when I retired five years ago, I still wanted to keep my hand in. And so I started doing some podiatry and a little oral surgery, just things to keep myself in the anesthesia profession. One thing I noted was I have terrible handwriting, and everyone had very, very primitive anesthesia records. Mostly, they were the 1991 PDF that you can still download to this day from the AANA, and it has these little tiny boxes and everything. To fill. It was just pretty much a not a good record. And so, in talking to Jack, he and I both have been FileMaker. We'll bring that word in right now. FileMaker development platform. We have both been using that in our business to run our data. And I said, Jack, we could do this in FileMaker. An anesthetic record, because it only, you know, you're only documenting one case at a time, 
you don't have too many balls in the air, is a pretty straightforward database project. And so we got involved in it and uh, developed a prototype, and we, you know, put the prototype out there at various A&E meetings, and gradually it started to take shape. We then hired about two years ago, we hired a developer for about 60 grand we put into it to get it, you know, with the look and feel that we wanted. And now Jack and I pretty much do all the programming, occasionally only having to reach out to developers, uh, you know, on a few instances that are above our heads. And we have a very, we think, robust product that really any CRNA who's out there doing small or solo practice or students or sim lab, they ought to look into Awesomer because it'll help them with their uh, digitally record their care. So, Dan, did I hear you say you guys put in 60 grand into this thing? Yes, Jack and I talk about we bought a boat. (laughs) (laughs) That you can't ride. So so this really is a labor of love for you guys. I mean, this is something that you saw a need out in the community for, and you're doing this. It's nonprofit. You know, you're, you're not making any money off of it because it's open source and it's free. You're just simply doing this to help. Yes. Dan and I have been very blessed to have very good, careers that have taken very good care of us and it's kind of our way of giving back to the profession that has been so good to us and if anyone who knows dan and i you know that we uh give our heart and soul to the profession i mean just like you do sharon you know we're CRNAs through and through that's great now (laughs) i would add to that that you know everyone says what do you mean you're not going to make a lot of money because the idea of doing software and making money seems to be irretrievably <laughs> uh, connected. Right. Uh, but I, to me, this is more like when I, Sharon may remember, Jack remembers, in 2007, I published an article, a research paper in the, in the uh, nursing research on OB and, and obstetrical anesthetic complications. And that had taken me seven years of research and development and getting a master's degree and all of those things to put out that article. And I'll tell you, not one person ever asked me, gosh, Dan, you're going to make a lot of money with this. Right. <laughs> but this endeavor is the same way. It's just uh, Jack and I are a way of contributing to our profession, and it's a very concrete way because our awesomer is used now. We have over 400 users, and it's being used on a daily basis by CRNAs to record their care. And that gives us both a lot of, of pride you know, it goes back to the Greek, I always like to say this, it goes back to the Greek idea of kleos, K-L-E-O-S, and that word means glory, and that's what Achilles was seeking. So Jack and I are, are seeking kleos here amongst <laughs> our fellow professionals. Seeking in, glory. In, in addition to the uh, work that it's being used in the United States, it's also being used throughout the world in 40 different countries. Just about every continent, it's really... It's very exciting when uh, I got a request just the other day from an uh, anesthesia provider from Poland. A couple weeks ago, I spoke at the Ophthalmic Anesthesia Society in Chicago, and um, we're most likely going to be working with a small hospital in India and in putting uh, OSMER into their uh, 4 or 5 um, surgery hospital. So it's very exciting. 
that is exciting. So how, you know, I I assume that India has no medical records or EMRs or what electronic health records, any of that. But here in the United States, we have Epic and other things. How do you guys interface with those systems that we have in place in the United States? Well, that's a big question we get. We get that question all the time. How do we interface this with Epic? And Because so, typically the clinic, you know, where the patient comes from is on Epic or NextGen or one of those, and they want to know how to get that data out of there and into Osimer. And we'll tell you that has been a struggle. But my reply is always, what data do you want? I mean, what data are you seeking? Because mm-hmm. we all have a jaundiced eye. If I see a list of allergies or medication coming from the clinic, most of it's misspelled, it's been, that information has been put in by a medical assistant, and there's really not a lot of data I would like to have other than their demographic data. So there really isn't a necessary uh, requirement for interface. The other thing is our output. When we're done, Osmer presents you with a nice PDF. You have all kinds of PDF reports you can print out, you know, your graphic record, your pre-anesthetic interview, all of that. And those are simply, right, what they're doing now is just scanning them in. You know, right. you're doing your paperwork and it's being scanned in. Well, now you'll just have a PDF, and if they want to, you can print it out and they can scan it in again. But more likely, you just send them the PDF. Have these EMRs, are they helpful in the calls of Osimer? We Not called and contacted them, and they really uh, don't want to uh, really um, talk to us. If not, they want very, very large um, amounts of money to uh, set up some sort of interface and stuff, and we just feel as though uh, they just don't want to play ball with us. And to be honest with you, I really don't think um, they talk amongst themselves. So this is just one thing with the uh, inoperability, as it's called, that we have a ways to go. If you can get your uh, big EMR to export a uh, a tab-delimited Excel file, you can import some data into it. But just to um, expand on what Dan says, Osmer alone has 38 different PDF forms that it will generate with one anesthetic. That's impressive. Yeah. I'll give you a good example, too. We contacted CompuLink and asked them, you know, we said, all we need really is scheduling data, surgeon name, procedure, you know, series, where they are in the day. That's all we need. It's a very limited amount of data. And we contacted them, and the guys finally after we uh, annoyed them, I guess, they sent us a link and they wanted $5,000 per table and so much per field to create an interface. And we said, yeah, no, that's not going to work for us. So all the, you hear a lot about interoperability from CMS, that that's what they want now from EMRs. Well, that interoperability is not there. And it really is a shame because everybody's spending so much money getting this data into these systems and they are guarding it Uh. with their lives. They don't want to lose it. And all we want to do is a tiny bit of data and yet they're giving us all these problems. Right. Hey, hey Dan, is there a reason or a group that potentially wouldn't want this data out there? I mean, is there some reason that, that maybe all this is working outside of money, obviously, but... No, I can't think of any. You know, you want to be able to interface and get the data. The biggest reason for them is money. As you said, okay. they typically <laughs> next gen and Epic, they all have their anesthesia and surgery databases that they'll let you buy into. For example, I just talked to a 
here's a good example. We had an oral surgeon who was approaching us, and he said, I looked up open source anesthesia records, he said, because I went to Plexus, which is a very nice anesthesia electronic medical record that's on the iPad also. But there are, we have three operating rooms and, or no, two operating rooms and five providers, and they wanted $60,000 just to set it up. And then there's a monthly, you know. Fee. The difference with Osmer <laughs> yep. is we're free, but you have to do all the work. And much of that $60,000 is to pay for people to come visit you, step, hold your hand, walk you through, and all of that. And you don't get that with Osmer. Gotcha. Now, Jack, you talked a little yes. bit earlier about recognizing data, and you learned that kind of from working with the foundation. So what is your motto relative to data, Ossimer's motto? Well, I would say we really haven't have a formal motto, but what I really envision, and I think it'll come to fruition in the next year or two, is that we will get one of these larger institutions, uh, get an IRB and CRNAs will start uploading their unidentifiable data, you know, the patient's identity, and we should have, I would say, hundred, you know, hundreds and thousands of records of what CRNAs are doing, not only what CRNAs are doing uh, in the United States, but also we have many, many CRNAs going out of the country doing mission work, and none of this data is being captured I know when I've done mission cases, I've done 20, 30 cases a day, and you multiply that by all the CRs out there, and we've got a multitude of cases. But I guess if you really want to think of a motto is that data is destiny. Mm, I like that. Now, Dan, yeah, we, we can yes, we uh, let me go back to this capturing CRNA cases, and you and I have had this conversation before because I do a lot of plastics work, but that data is not captured anywhere, and would Osimer be a place for that? Yes, you're exactly right. I mean, having been, and I think all of us in this conversation, Jack, you and I have been state presidents, and we've been involved in legislative pushes for various things, and one of the things that CRNAs have always had in their corner is the fact that we cover the small, rural, solo practices, the uh, oral surgeons, the plastic surgeons. And that data, they just took our word for it back then because nobody else had any data. But now we're going to be going up against some very big players. We'll have tons of data. The hospital, all they'll have to do is run a simple report and they can say, our hospital does these kinds of cases. What do you CRNAs do? And for those of us who are doing plastic surgery, you know, that's a good example. We're getting cash payments. We're recording our data on paper, and basically we don't exist. We don't exist for the purpose of that data collection. Oh. On the other hand, if we were all recording our data with Osimer and uploading it, you know, this would be a voluntary thing where you'd opt in to upload your data at periodic intervals, let's say monthly or yearly. You'd upload your data to the ANA. And they could instantly run that same kind of report that NextGen produced. And so we'd say, here, Mr. Congressman, we want you to give more CRNAs need this or that because, look, they're doing all of these procedures, uh, plastic surgery, oral surgery, rural, ketamine infusions, pain clinic, all of the stuff that we do now that is basically not, uh, it's invisible. 
ketamine clinics. I didn't even think about that. That so those are invisible. You know, yeah. it says that we give forty five million anesthetics a year. So that number is grossly underrepresentative of the number of cases that CRNAs are doing. Is what I'm hearing. Yeah, absolutely. It's- Pain management is another area. Optima right now is geared towards just a regular anesthetic. We are in, um, uh, um, we're working with Pete Polachek and Scott Rigdon and a number of other pain clinic uh, folks to uh, pain management folks to get pain management into Optima such that you can do pain management procedures with it. And we think that uh, Jack and I are convinced that that's one thing that's going to be really necessary as these things shake out. To be able to, uh, if you're a CRNA, for example, doing pain management, one of the things that's required when you go from one facility to another is you have to show them the cases you've been doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Othmer will record that data. I was working with a colleague of Scott Rigdon's yesterday, and we're setting him up so he can use Othmer as a pain management case logger because he does he records most of his data on the hospital since he does his pain management stuff at the hospital. He records it in their Epic, but he can't get any of that data out of there. And by using Osimer as a case logger, he can do that. The big emphasis about Osimer is it is a data collection instrument. It collects data. And you decide how much data to put in, and you decide how much data to get out, but you have the tool. And that's what Jack and I wanted to do along with our board is create a tool for CRNAs to digitally record their data. Hey, Jack, how can CRNAs help the calls here? What what can our listeners do to kind of help out with uh, moving Osimer forward? Well, two things is start using it in your centers and give us feedback on how it's working in your center. And we're more than happy to uh, help them uh, do, uh, you know, help them get the Osimer to meet their needs. And uh, another thing, too, as we mentioned, we're a nonprofit, so um, a little uh, donation here and there would certainly be uh, helpful. All they need to do is go to our uh, webpage, and there's a link for PayPal, and that would help us a whole lot as well. Okay. I like it. Interestingly. Go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. Interestingly, yeah, interestingly, it doesn't cost a lot of money. Once we put the initial investment in it and all that, it doesn't costs a lot for just maintaining the software and improving the software. Where we need help is we need help marketing it. The AANA has been very helpful to us. Randy Moore in particular, I want to thank. He has given us a free booth at the AANA meetings, and that's where we really get to interact with users. But what we could use, you know, if we were to get an infusion of cash, we would use it to develop more user videos, a better user manual, a more classes out there because what what we find with users is it's pretty daunting still even though you can download the ipad version and just play with it at will it's still a bit of a hurdle to get over that's one of the reasons we're very encouraged about the students using it because if they use it in their classes then when they graduate they'll have this tool in their toolkit along with their you know blades and scopes and uh, stethoscopes and everything else to take with them and if they do start working in small facilities, they'll have this very professional EMR to carry along with them. Dan, I understand that there's more than one version of Osimer. Can you explain that? Yes, there's three versions. The one that we got out there that's the easiest to play with, the easiest to, to download is the iOS app. And so all you have to do is you have to have an iPad and it has to have a 
fairly recent operating system. I've noticed that can be a problem. If your iPad, you've never updated it, you, you have a problem. <laughs> but you take your iPad, and then all you do is search the App Store for O-S-A-E-M-R, and it will pop up, and then you can download it. It won't show up if you're looking with your phone, but it will show up with your iPad. You download it, install it, and then you can start playing. And the thing I keep telling people, this version, that iPad version, the App Store version, is just download it and play with it. See what it looks like. Then we have a more serious version. The next one, for if you're going to use it in clinical use on a regular basis, you want to approach us and let us know through the website, and we'll give you the uh, link to our Dropbox account where you can download the FileMaker Go version. So there's the iOS app version. There's the FileMaker Go version. And the FileMaker Go version is better in that it can be updated more easily and your data is more transportable. The final version, the third version, is we call Awesomer Cloud version. And for CRNAs who want to share data amongst themselves, for example, you got five CRNAs covering 20 offices, they're more likely to want the Awesomer Cloud version. And for that, then there is a cost because you have to set up a server Mm-hmm. And for we have decided for that one, we'll charge a licensing fee. So if you're a five CRNA practice and you want to use Awesomer Cloud, well, it's going to cost you probably on the order of $2,400 to $3,000 a year to run and maintain the server and to pay the uh, 1000 bucks per five users Awesomer licensing fee. We have a couple of people who are using it under that basis now, some for two years now, and they've been doing very well with it. So it is a... Um, that version is for people who are really committed to the product and who have more than just one or two CRNAs. Yeah. Sounds like it's a whole lot cheaper than Epic to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, we've, heard some astronomical, we've heard some astronomical sums. A, a critical access hospital in northern Michigan said that they looked into getting the Epic because, you know, the federal government paid for the hospital to get Epic, right. but not for the ORs or for anesthesia. And they were quoted at cost of two million dollars for a two OR <laughs> operating suite to get it in and running. Wow, well, that, that's probably a government price. You know, the government probably paid that, so uh, everybody else will. So, correct. <laughs> hey, Dan, what are some of the near-term goals for the program? What, what do you guys have on the horizon? Well, first is getting this uh, the USC program with Liz Bambuse up and running. She's got it with 40 students. She's got 40 CRNA students who are now have Awesomer on iPads and are using it to do their pre-op evaluations and care plans. And Jack and I are working closely with Liz, and our hope is to take that experience and document it in an article that we're going to submit to the journal, the ANA journal, that will help other educators follow suit and institute it with them. So, so that's the first near-term goal with the students. The second one is to get pain management incorporated more seamlessly. And then finally, I think we'd like to see ketamine clinics as well, although you can all do a bit of that even now. So those are our near-term goals. So, Jack, do you have any concluding comments that you would like to add and how you see Awesomer going forward or what we can do to help? Well, I think that uh, just... Once again, thank you for the opportunity to, uh, to get on this podcast to get the word out. I also want the listeners to know that the website is a great resource. There's a great user's manual. It's over 200 pages. There's instructional videos. 
And also, too, get on our website, and uh, if you have a question, uh, Dan and I are are reachable. We return phone calls. We return emails. And we're willing to help uh, CRNAs in any way to uh, be able to digitally document their care. I mean, things as simple as tweaking the uh, generic anesthesia consent on the um, FileMaker Go version. We help you uh, tweak it to fit your needs. We're here to help, and uh, we... Uh, Really appreciate the opportunity to uh, allow you to help us get the word out. Yeah. So, what's the website again? Tell us what it's the website is. It's www. com. Okay. So, awesomer.com. O S A E M R.com. Okay. Great. Well, guys, we really want to thank you both for uh, taking time out of your schedule to be on the podcast today. You know, we have a lot of listeners, and hopefully this will uh, spur some interest for you as well. And um, in this great cause where, again, as seems to be the theme of most of the people we have on the podcast, you're given 100% as a CRNA, and you're given 100% when you're given back as a CRNA. So we want to thank you guys for that and supporting um you know, this great CRNA nation that we have. So Sharon, I think that's a wrap. Absolutely. Thank you guys. Again, uh, Dan, thank you so much. Dan, enjoy the snow up there and and Jack, enjoy that (laughs) 90 degree weather with no cell phone connection. Uh, I'm a little bit jealous of that one. Dan, I'm not as jealous of you today, but uh, (laughs) um, there you go. Well, thanks again. You're welcome. We want to thank our listeners for listening to beyond the mask with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our other episodes on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure and hit that subscribe button for us and leave us a review. But remember, only leave positive reviews. Until next time. It's a wrap. Like what you're hearing? Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group. Today's show was made possible by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com.
And thanks for your support of Beyond the Mask. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible and we would appreciate your support. OSA EMR is a free anesthesia EMR developed by CRNAs that you can download and use on an iPad. Our nonprofit mission is to make sure that solo and small practice CRNAs can digitally record their anesthetics. To learn more, visit OSAEMR.com to download and consider donating to our cause. Remember, for CRNAs, data is destiny.